Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at bluenile.com. And remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. For every wacky TV plotline that actually makes it to the small screen, there are a ton that ultimately don't. They might get laughed out of a writer's room, much like many of my own pitches do, or something that seemed appropriate during the show's planning stages simply doesn't work when it comes time to film. Whatever the reason, I'm Gareth from WhatCulture.com and here are 10 insane TV plots that almost happened. Number 10, Sam Malone came close to an HIV scare on Cheers. If you go back and binge watch all of Cheers, you're going to find a few episodes and story arcs that delve into controversial subjects for the time. There are a few mentions of topics related to abortion and teenage pregnancy, but one topic that didn't make it into the final series was a story centered around HIV slash AIDS. Cheers ran from 1982 to 1993, so it was right smack dab in the middle of the AIDS crisis as it was developing. There were plans to touch on the subject at the end of season 6, and while it would have been controversial, that wasn't the reason the episode never made it to air. The 1988 Writers Guild of America strike put a damper on the planned story arc, which would have ended season 6. The plan was to have Sam learn that a former girlfriend had tested positive for HIV. The cliffhanger ending would have ended the 6th season, leaving the show's fans the entire summer to worry about Sam's fate. The writers' strike made that impossible though, and the concept was scrapped in the end. Number 9. Inara's magic drug kills a band of Reva rapists on Firefly. Firefly was simply never given a chance. With its episodes airing out of order, and Fox cancelling it before the first season even properly ended. Still, with only 14 episodes, the show garnered a massive following that resulted in a feature film. However, since the show's cancellation, details of unmade episodes have emerged, with one scrapped hour in particular being one that many are glad never got to see the light of day. In the tossed episode, it would have been revealed that Inara is both dying and a drug addict, and also that she can inject herself with a magic syringe that somehow kills anyone who rapes her. In this story, that is shown because Reva's kidnapper, and by the time Mal manages to rescue her, he finds her aboard a Reva ship with all the Reavers dead. Series writer and executive producer Tim Minear later explained, Inara had been horribly brutalized, and he, he being Mal, comes in, and he gets down on his knee, and he takes her hand, and he treats her like a lady. Probably for the best that this one stayed on the shelf, yeah? Number 8, Arrow was never meant to last more than five seasons. Arrow was the beginning of the current era of DC on 
television. The series ran for eight seasons and 170 episodes from 2012 until 2020, but it was never meant to run for that long. Arrow's original plan was to have the series run for only five seasons, and the overarching plot for that plan was a bit insane, given what actually happened as the show progressed. In the pilot, Oliver Queen is shown being rescued from an island after an apparent five-year stint on his own. Season 1 also showed numerous flashbacks that corresponded to the first year he was marooned there. Each subsequent season would continue along that line for five years, each with corresponding flashbacks that fleshed out this island storyline. The fifth season would see him return to the island, and the series finale was meant to see him rescued as a flashback to the pilot episode. The whole story was designed to come around full circle, but the overall plotline didn't come to fruition as the show became unfathomably popular and extended long beyond this initial sketch. Imagine a world without this much Arrowverse, eh? Number 7, Carol was never meant to make it out of Season 3 of The Walking Dead. AMC's The Walking Dead has its fair share of detractors, many of whom feel the series' quality has waned as it continues. Despite those complaints, though, many fans still have a great deal of love and interest in the show's many characters. With Carol standing as one of the most beloved, she's had one hell of a character arc with a ton of development over the years, and it's hard to imagine the show's success without her. As it happens, though, she should have died a long time ago, back in Season 3. Special effects artist Greg Nicotero explained how it almost went down in an interview with SFX. He said in the episode where T-Dog died, there was a moment where Carol was going to die in lieu of T-Dog's character. That was way back in Season 3, and now there's absolutely no way that Carol will be killed off from this series, we think. Number 6, Dr. Bailey and George nearly got it on in Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy has always been a show that focuses less on medicine and more on the characters who practice it. Fans love these personalities, and above that, they love their relationships. Granted, audiences don't love every pairing the show has thrown their way, but one that almost happened might have pushed them away the most. At one point, none other than Dr. Miranda Bailey and George O'Malley were meant to get together. This was back in the show's planning stages when Dr. Bailey's character was called Deborah, and the writers envisioned an entirely different personality for her. She was described as surly, quirky, and sorely lacking in people skills. On top of that, she was meant to become involved with George in an odd but heart relationship whatever the hell that means. It's probably for the best this did not happen. Such a pairing would have been antithetical to Dr. Bailey's character and how she interacted with the interns early on in the series. Additionally, it would have derailed George's character arc surrounding his relationship with Meredith. So most fans would agree that this particular plotline's abandonment was best for the show. Number 5, Carol was meant to die of an overdose in ER's pilot. Juliana Magulli's performance as Carol Hathaway helped put her on the map. And it's next to impossible to imagine ER without her. Her on-screen chemistry with George Clooney's Doug Ross is one reason the series was so successful, but it almost never came to be. Originally, Carol Hathaway was destined to die in ER's pilot episode. When Magulis took the job, it was as a limited guest role, not as a series regular. Halfway through the pilot, Carol leaves the hospital with some drugs, only to return as a patient. Her diagnosis is grim, and all indications are that she will die of a drug overdose. Medically, that's 
what should have happened, but in the end, she survived. Ultimately, the pair's on-screen chemistry worked well with test audiences. So Margulies was allowed to stay. She was switched from a guest star to a starring role, which she then kept for six riveting seasons. What a turn of events. Number four, the janitor in Scrubs was a figment of JD's imagination. The janitor from Scrubs is enigmatic to a fault. And that's no accident, folks. Neil Flynn portrays him, but the character doesn't have a name of his own. He's simply referred to as janitor by the characters he comes in contact with throughout the series. Of course, it was a bit different in the first season, as he only ever interacted with the series protagonist, JD. This was actually intentional. And if you go back and binge the first season, you'll see that, along with only ever speaking to JD. When JD mentions him to others, he's met with confusion. The reason for this is simple, and it's also the result of a plotline that never made it into the series. The janitor was meant to be nothing more than a figment of JD's imagination. This explains why nobody else interacted with him in the first season. The truth of the janitor would have been revealed in the series finale if Scrubs was cancelled after the first season. That, of course, didn't happen, so the plotline was dropped and the janitor was promoted to glorious series regular. Number three, friends nearly put Monica and Joey together. If you've binged watched your fair share of friends, you know all about Ross and Rachel and Monica and Chandler, but those are hardly the only romantic relationships the series explored. At its core, Friends is all about the relationships, and this was explored in the episode The One with the Flashback. The episode looked back on how the group met and knew one another before Rachel came storming into Central Perk wearing a wedding dress. In the ep, Ross and Phoebe nearly slept together on a pool table, Rachel had a fantasy about Chandler, and Monica and Joey nearly banged one out in Monica's apartment. Ultimately, that didn't happen, and the two never got together. It's difficult to even imagine them as a romantic couple, but in the series planning stages, that's exactly what was meant to happen. Series co-creator David Crane explained, when we were originally conceiving the show, we actually thought that Monica and Joey might become a thing, and then we cast it and just went, that's not the right energy because now they're faces and they're people. And these faces and people just weren't destined to be together on screen. Number two, the 10th Doctor almost made it to Hogwarts. Doctor Who has always been a science fiction show sprinkled with a bit of fantasy. The series can get away with just about anything, and it has. Still, there are a few plot lines that never made it out of the planning stages, including one that saw the Doctor meet J.K. Rowling. It was meant to happen in the 2008 Christmas special, which was intended to be written by the author. Eventually, she declined, so series showrunner Russell T. Davis thought of approaching Rowling with a different angle. Instead of writing an episode, he wanted to have her star in one. It would have seen Rowling bitten by a space bug that transforms her imagined world of Harry Potter into reality. The Doctor arrives and finds a world filled with witches and wizards. They must fight their way to the center where they would find and save Rowling, returning the world to its proper state. Ultimately, the plan was scrapped though, but it wasn't because Rowling wasn't interested. Instead, David Tennant, who was playing the Doctor at the time, felt that the concept sounded like a spoof. Davis backed off to keep his star happy and the plotline never manifested. Damn you, Tennant! Number one, Jesse Pinkman was meant to die in season one of Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad may seem like it's all about the fabrication of a meth empire, but at its core, it's more of a character study. Central to the series is Walter White, but he doesn't go through his metamorphosis alone. Jesse Pinkman follows White from beginning to end. It's difficult to imagine Breaking Bad without Pinkman, but the series nearly played out completely differently. When Vince Gilliam pitched his ideas to studio execs at AMC, his concept saw Pinkman 
than die before the end of the first season, and that idea was not received well. And it's bloody good that it never manifested. In the pitch, White was so filled with rage after Pinkman's death, he kidnaps the drug dealer responsible. He then locks him up in the basement and tortures him every day, removing pieces of him one by one. After this, he gives the man a way out in the form of a tripwire connected to a shotgun, but he never took it. Instead, the torch continues for weeks until Walter Jr. discovers him. The tortured man then trips the shotgun, killing Walt Jr. and himself. When Gillian pitched it, the exec said, Ew, you are seriously effed up. But he's most definitely an effed up genius. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.